Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Cuban-born, New York City resident pianist, Dairumir Gonzalez. He was born and raised in Cuba and came into his own as a New York City-based artist and composer with his 2018 debut, The Grand Concourse. This new cat on the scene has been hailed for his monster technique and profile of creative ranges which go from rock, pop, jazz, and Afro-Cuban stylings. His father was an Afro-Cuban jazz trumpeter, Fabian Gonzalez, and a driving force and inspiration when he discovered the piano at the age of eight. He would eventually be accepted into Cuba's famed National High School for the Arts, and from there, the world of music was his to pursue. He talked about this and so much more. So please get to know him and dig this interview, my friends. My man, now, now I'm yours. I'm yours. All yours. I love it. Hey, uh, it's all, life is all about timing, isn't it? I know, man. I'm sorry. Like, you know, these days have been crazy. And uh, so much going on. I'm, I'm going to Cuba on Saturday for the Havana Jazz Festival and stuff. So I, I, I have my... My mother-in-law coming tomorrow, whatever, and um, you know, I ha- you know, I, I have the the big concert, my debut concert with Yamaha tomorrow at seven in New York. You know, putting together a lot of new music and stuff, and you know, it's like 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 lot going on, but uh, but it's exciting, very exciting, brother. That's good, man. Yeah, no no need to apologize. I totally am a student of life. I know how it works, and the world needs more of your music, so it's all good, man. But hey, thanks for taking a minute. For Neon Jazz, I really appreciate it. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you for inviting me, for thinking of me. You bet, man. So you are a great voice on the jazz scene today. You have a brand new album, The Grand Concourse. Talk to me about this album. Yeah, this album was a dream come true because, you know, I have been composing nonstop since I go to Berkeley College of Music in 2010. And, uh, you know, Berkeley was a very prolific time. You know, I, I had a piano performance and jazz composition. So composing, composing, composing. And many of these songs, you know, like probably like, like a good 40% of the songs of the album, I, I, I composed it at, at, at Berkeley. And um, then I moved to New York. And, you know, also, you know, my, my whole life really changed. You know, the New York, the New York scene is very prolific also and also very engaging with a lot of talented people around it. So all of that, you know, put a lot of spices into into my music, into my thoughts. So I continued to write down, to write down some music. And then at some point, by 2014, 15, you know, I was reaching out to some record labels and stuff. Some of them didn't, you know, what they weren't paying attention that much. Someone, you know, they they put it together like a very bad deal for me. Like, okay, I record the album, but I, you know, you need to give me your soul. And and you know, like you know, like one of those type of of deal that I that that I kind of rip off deal, you know, business wise. So I said, okay, this is not going to work. I'm going to record my album myself. I am going to produce the album because I do hear every single song and, and how every single, every instrument will sound. And I can capture the exactly amazing sound that I want for every single uh, instrument. So I put together around like, like $25,000, $30,000. And, uh, you know, I, I went to the studio, put together string quartet, Piano, bass, and drum, percussion, Pedrito Martinez, a lot of a lot of colors into the album, and I basically really wanted to you know to showcase not only Dynamite the piano player, but also to 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 present Dynamite as, as as the whole complete artist that I am in terms of you know composing, arranging, a, a, a orchestrator, band leader. So it was a very 
colorful way for me to present my debut album in the U.S. Wonderful. Now, talk to me about growing up in Cuba. What, uh, how did you get into jazz? And talk to me about, like, early musicians that inspired you. See, I'm, I'm, I'm coming from a musical family. And uh, so at home, I always had a piano, had a piano, and, uh, you know, all of us sitting, sitting around and playing the piano with my, with my mom, with my dad. And, uh, and uh, the, first, the first biggest impression that I had it was my, my dad himself, you know, he, he used to expose me to a lot of, a lot of, a lot of music. Uh, many of his famous musicians, you know, of, of Cuba used to rehearse it in my living room. So growing up with that was very inspiring. So also, you know, like in Cuba, we have a system that uh, support art. And look, you know, basically what happened is like in Cuba, by seven years old, I enrolled in the elementary school of music. I start getting classical training, like like conservatory training, music theory, piano composition, and uh, just be surrounding all my friends that they were super talented in my generation, Alfredo Rodriguez, Harold Lopez Newsom, so on, so on. It was a very, very amazing time to grow and, and, and stuff. So and then growing up, uh, my dad exposed me when I was like 12 years old to an album that I always loved. It was an album from, from Ch Ch uh, Irakere. Chucho Valdez and Irakere, and, you know, Mesa Negra changed my life, you know, hearing Arturo Sandoval on trumpet, Paquito Rivera, you know, it was like a very, very amazing, amazing album, and hearing Chucho with all of these big chords and the way he was really accompanying the, you know, comping for the horns and orchestrating was very, very amazing, and you know, to me. And, um, you know, and I really got into jazz when I was still in, in, in elementary school of music because I had my own, like, like band, my own band that it was called Salsa Blue. So I used to have my first composition with, you know, with 13, 14 years old, already being leader of, of 13, 13 piece band already in, you know, in elementary school of music. But very nice. When you came to New York City, was it a big shock for you, like a culture shock, or was it kind of a natural thing for you? No, no, no. Uh, you know, New, I mean, New York City was definitely, uh, definitely something very shocking to me in many, in, in many ways. First, the first thing is, like, I go to the U.S., coming to Berkeley, and I was on a bubble at Berkeley because at Berkeley, basically, I, you know, at Berkeley, I didn't, I, need, I, I didn't really need to do anything at Berkeley. You know, I was really studying, easy, pam, pam, pam. But and then when I go to, the, to New York, I already had a lot of accolades in my thing. You know, I was already... While at Berkeley, I performed at Carnegie Hall, you know, being presidential scholarship at Berkeley, graduated from Berkeley as the Wayne Shorter Award for the most outstanding composer of the year, 2013. And I said, when I get to New York, I'm going to be the best pianist ever, and it will be so easy to make the transition. It was very, very, very disappointing, because at some point, when I got to New York, no one was waiting for me. You know, it was a time where, you know, I, I saw myself performing in restaurants and everyone was, people were talking, not appreciating the music. You know, very, very, very bad experience. You know, it took me a while to really understand that uh, New York is a, is a place that uh, a lot of people also have the, the same dream that I, that I have, which is to become a, you know, to be an established artist. So it will take some time to put my, to, to make my, my name be out there. So talk to me about your monster technique. It's very unique. It's full of a lot of action. Talk to me about that. My technique, mostly, I, I'm, I, you know, Cubans, we come from the Russian, the Russian piano technique. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a classical trained uh, piano player. 
So, you know, I play a lot of Chopin, a lot of Mozart, Bach, and I continue to do so also. Basically, what I do is that I, that I, have, I have different influences. You know, uh, uh, Chucho Valdez and Gonzalo Rubalcaba, the, the way of them, of, of them uh, playing is very active, very uh, percussive, very percussive, very like, 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 look at me, I'm very, you know, I'm here, you know, like with a lot of personality, rhythmic-wise. So, and then on the other hand, I, I, you know, I, I, I love uh, 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 Chick Corea was all another pianist that I, that, I, that I used to follow a lot. So with that, with that in my, in my mind, you know, you know, I, I, McCoy Tyner, so it's kind of like the, the, the thing that I like. But I, I'm a very passionate guy, passionate guy. I, I love performing with, with, you know, with like giving everything that I have for one particular song. And then it's about energy, 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 giving the, the audience the ultimate energy ever. And, uh, you, know, li you know, listening to them, uh, when I'm in the stage, I'm always, like, constantly looking at the audience, feeling what they need. Uh, like, if I put together, like, um, the order of, of seven songs, and then after the third song, I feel like we already played too many notes. I jump, uh, I, you know, away from what I, what I had in mind. And just write and just play a solo piano ballad, just to refresh the ears of the people. If I feel that I need to, you know, like make the people more engaged, and you know, I make people like clapping, I make like a vamp right there. You know, it's just about to have the audience completely uh, having an amazing experience, likewise. So, in your life, what what advice have you gotten from teachers or mentors that has really stuck with you? Well, the first one that I got from my dad is that. Uh, uh, in order to be uh, to to have a unique voice, you have to be able to to be a let's say like like you need to be you need to be independent. You have to be self-sufficient musical-wise. So my my dad always prompted me to be a composer, to be a creator. So my dad always told me, if you are a creator, you don't depend on anybody. You can write music for yourself. And you can write down for for anyone that you want. So if you are a composer, you are a creator, you you are self-sufficient. You can provide food for yourself. And um, that always stood to me that was very, 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 very important and have always worked. Because actually, you know, I have, I have used my, my composition for many things. You know, to be in love, to get a girl, to, you know, when I was growing up in high school, if I had a fight, with another another guy, I used to be very very skinny and and little, you know, like and uh, not not so tall and, and skinny. So if I if I had any problem with anyone, I couldn't really fight physically. So basically, what I what I used to do is like uh, if we went in music school, and I said, okay, what do you play? You play saxophone. Okay, we don't like each other, but uh, next week or on, in 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 two weeks from now, when I have my next concert, I'm going to invite you. Um, but I used to write, sit down and write the most difficult song for that guy. So just to make him feel, uh, you know, he's like, you see, this is my way to punch you in the face with my music. <laughs> right on. That's awesome. So what live jazz shows have you seen that really influenced you? I mean, oh, shoot, man. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, in Cuba, seeing Chucho Valdez live was always, you know, it's always, like, amazing. Uh, I seen a uh, Gonzalo Acaba for first time live at Blue Note just two two years ago was truly amazing. Seen at Berkeley College of Music live Joel Lovano with with uh, Dave Liman and uh, Danilo Perez uh, when shorter John Patitucci freaking live was like a, whoa. 
seen John Scofield with Bram Meldau and, and, and Mark Juliana on drums. It was also like super like, a, whoa, the one that I haven't been able to get. And this is one of the pianos that have influenced me most, you know, harmonic wise and contrapuntal wise is Keith Jarrett. And I haven't been able to, to see Keith, you know, to see Keith Jarrett yet live, man. So this is one thing that I really would like to, to experience sometimes. Right on. So why do you love jazz? Just for me, you know, just for me, it's, it's as simple as, a, as a, a way of enhancing my music. You know, it's a language that I found that I has made my music so rich that I, I don't even call myself a jazz player, man. I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I call myself, I'm, a, I'm an artist, I'm a composer, I'm a pianist. And uh, with Latino influences, with African, West Af mainly West African influences, and, and, and just harmonies and classical music, classical background. So basically, for example, when I write for orchestra, I definitely showcase that I'm a classical piano player with classical chops, someone who knows how to write for a string quartet, for, for the flute, for the, for the bassoon and, and everything. But also, I have a tool that I'm, some of the classical uh, orchestrators don't have, which is the, the jazz tool. For me, you know, when you enhance the harmony inside the jazz harmony, it, you know, gives you a texture, it gives you a color that is so, so unique. For me, definitely jazz has been a way of expressing myself in a very uh, more independent way, a way for me just to, to, be, to be also, you know, to provide more color into my music. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very nice language and tool to enhance my music. Beautiful. So what does the future look like for you? What would you like to see happen? In, in one year from now, in five years from now, ten years from now, I have a plan for yeah. all of that. <laughs> in one year from now, in one year from now, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm already working toward having my, my sophomore uh, album in the U.S., which is going to be with music with symphony orchestra, Mozart, Mozart meets Havana. I'm, I'm, I'm already, uh, you know, I already have the title. I'm, I have the vision of the whole, con of the whole album. It's like how Mozart, how Mozart was found. He was Cuban with, with African influence and New, and New Yorker harmonies, vanguard New Yorker harmonies. So Mozart me Havana, this is my, you know, like a symphonic orchestra thing that I'm doing. Also, you know, I'm preparing to, to score the movie, a movie for Jean-Michael Jean, Jean Basquiat, a, a famous Haitian, American Haitian uh, painter from the 80s. So I'm going to be scoring that music here. Uh, you know, continue to grow my music school in New York and, and continue to find a way to, to, to expand it more. So that's, that's, that's definitely, I'm definitely, definitely, you know, trying to, to get my brand, you know, international, you know, to continue growing my brand as a pianist composer, uh, you know, a little more worldwide, to establish my brand more. So you need to put an ad out and tell people what your vibe is, what your music is like. How would you describe that to get people to come see you live at a Kansas City venue? Easy, easy, very easy. I'm a, I'm a, an Afro-Cuban, I'm Afro-Cuban, just pianist and composer, based in New York. And my music, and my, and my, my, my music, is a, it's a journey of pure energy, pure energies. And I'm, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a Afro-Cuban jazz party where I'm going to make you 
have an unbelievable and colorful experience of clapping, deep listening, smiling, singing, uh, all in between, all in between. Beautiful. Man, that's a great way to wrap everything up. Hey, man, thank you for taking some time out. Thank you for the music and for what you're doing for jazz and for the whole landscape of music, man. I appreciate it. Oh, man. Amazing, 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 amazing. Looking forward to, to hearing the, the whole interview early soon. And uh, happy, happy, happy new year. Happy new year and uh, so much success and love. Thanks for listening and tuning in to yet another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in Cuba, New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Mr. Gonzalez for his time, his class, and his music. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store. Visit NeonJazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the NeonJazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the music, my friends. Neon Jazz.